0: This is number 125 125 go. Hey. Welcome to the show. This is the Felt Recall podcast. My name is Chris. Cross me. It's Patrick. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Good. How are you? Couldn't be better. I don't know. I could be better. I'm as well as I deserve.
1: Should I say that? Did we talk? Very Dave Ramsey of you, but sure. Is that what he says? Yeah, I think he's, his catchphrase is better than I deserve. I people ask him, how you doing? Better than I deserve.
0: Okay, ask me again then. Chris, how are you doing? Not like Dave Ramsey. <laughs>
1: All that guy does is yell at people. I was gonna say if we if we were to start taking callers, you would just have to start yelling at them. What are you, stupid. an idiot?
0: You an idiot? You got you got sixty thousand dollars in college debt, and you bought yourself a slightly used car,
1: idiot. Then you have to quote some scripture. And then I, go back to calling people stupid.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. I think the only real problem I have with Dave Ramsey is if you're going to interject gospel every second time you speak about something, you moron, haven't you read the book of Luke? Um, I take issue with that. Need to be better, what they like to call better testimony, Mr. Ramsey. It's obviously working for him. <laughs> How did we who get am, on this? Who am I to talk? What are we doing? <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. Who am I to talk? I do have to clarify one thing from last week's show, and then I'll give you the charity of choice. This is brought to my attention that I said on last week's show that men, uh, that women are not equal to men. And going back and listening. and <laughs> Not that I disagree. That wasn't my point, though. I was trying to do the thing I do where I say, this is what the media is telling you when they write things like this when the media celebrates the, the nice young lady going out and kicking the ball in the middle of a bunch of boys, what they're saying without meaning to say it is women aren't equal to men. So celebrate the fact that one of them's out there acting like she's equal to men. Um, so I went back and, and listened to it again after it was pointed out, and it kind of does sound like I said that, like I was saying, see, they're not. But, I mean, I don't think they are. I don't think men and women are equal. And, and so I would stand by that sentiment. I and, don't either.
1: So when you said it, I heard what you
0: said. And, and, and let me just open that up for a little bit before uh, I get nasty grams again. Uh, it's chris at feltrecoalshow.com if you want to send your email. K-R-I-S. Spell it right with spite. Uh, chris at But uh, Be sure to copy me so we can laugh at Chris together, though. Listen, if men, if men and women were equal... Like, and, and I'm not saying, like, women are subservient to men or vice versa. I'm saying that there's just such profound differences between men and women, and they're, they're good things. They're perfectly fine. That's the way it should be. Uh, if, if you want to dive into it and say that's not what not equal means, then fine. Uh, but we are different, and we're not the same. That's all I'm saying. Equal uh, on a moral level. Yes. Uh, equal on a societal level, absolutely. But we're not the same. That's all I'm saying. We're not the same. By the way, real yes. quick. Sure.
1: I got one thing to add, and then we're going to get off of this. No, no. Uh, I just read an article. What else right are we doing? Good point. I just read an article that said that the players on the Vanderbilt team, after the squib kick, the 30-yard ah. kick, do you know where I'm going with this? I do. They all wept. <laughs> From the sideline. Because they
0: were losing like (laughs) 47 to nothing in a season where they've lost all eight games at this point. Yes, they were weeping like they were being beaten like a bunch of little babies that they are.
1: Absolutely. Man, I should have applied to go to Kentucky. (laughs)
0: Here's the thing. Myself and my three children could have just as good of a record as Vanderbilt at this point. (laughs) <laughs> like You could put me and my 8, 6, and 4-year-old on the field. We'd take on any, what do they call it, factor 5, level 5, X5. Five, phase 5. Phase 5, stage 5, whatever it was, football team, power 5. Thank you, football team. And uh, we would have the same Ot 7 is what we would call it, so it sounded better. We would have an ot 7 record as well. It's so ridiculous the way we try and celebrate mediocrity in this society today. It really just boggles my mind. Okay, <laughs> now that we've berated these poor people. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind you of, of two quick things. Um, now that we've berated them, it is time to do our charity of choice. And our charity of choice this week plays into uh, one of the stories It was on the docket. It was on our set list for last week, and we kind of didn't have time to get it in, which is sad because it's a sad story, Uh, but the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is our charity of choice. We've put it up at facebook.com slash show. If you're contemplating bad things about yourself, if you feel down about life, this has been a tough, tough year for everybody. The story we wanted to cover last week, they got squeezed for time, is from CNN.com, which says, in Japan, more people died from suicide last month. Last month, October of 2020, more Japanese people killed themselves than have died from COVID in the entire year of 2020. So That's pretty incredible. You can... Bitch and moan all you want that there's some sort of pandemic happening in the United States where a thousand people a day are dying from COVID. But at the end of the day, our actions against COVID are costing more lives, poorer mental health, and just an overall degradation to society in a way this... I, I mean, it, the virus isn't even doing the damage we the people are doing to ourselves so if you have a friend a loved one or if it's you do not be ashamed you can call 1-800-273-8255 you don't need to have a gun in your mouth before you call that number you need to recognize you'd like to have somebody to talk to that doesn't care who you are they simply care what you're going through and they want to help steer you through it 1-800-273-8255 it's a tough tough year for everybody for many 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 reasons i got word. About two hours ago, I used to work for a company called Clear Channel. Clear Channel became what you now know as iHeart Media, uh, also known as iHeart Radio. Uh, They have a billboard division as well, I think, still. They were a massive conglomerate when I worked for them. Barack Obama got elected. He had his first 100 days in office, and Clear Channel cleaned house. Uh, They weren't going to be able to afford everybody. I've probably told you that story before, so I won't go on too long about it. Uh, same, same scenario. Um, things are falling apart across the country. Um, well, it's really a different scenario in a sense, but the point is uh clear channel. Uh, iHeart is laying people off and between losing your job and, uh, the rest of the world right now, it's a very, very difficult place to be. And, and I just found out, I don't know, maybe two hours ago that, uh, somebody in that field who worked, um, not at the same radio station, but for the same company I used to work for, was laid off and then went home and took his life. And that's tragic because it's preventable to a degree. I I really believe it is because I think mental health has a stigma in this country. Um, And we'll get into that a little bit later. But just know, Suicide Prevention Hotline, Lifeline is there 24-7. 1-800-273-8255. Don't be ashamed about it. Don't be ashamed about it. Uh, I watch, I'll tell you this. I watch a lady on YouTube called uh, The Therapy Nut, right? And she's a licensed therapist, and she does tips and tricks for dealing with anxiety, essentially, uh, and especially social anxiety and things like that. I don't like crowded rooms and big crowds of people, but I do it. uh, And she's been great. Uh, Airplanes give me massive anxiety. I hate flying. That's one of the things that uh, I've looked for some... Some tips and tricks on how to conquer that, right? And anyway, all that is to say, uh, I'm not ashamed to tell you, that lady is awesome. So there are things like that. You can get on YouTube and just listen to people talk who are there to help you. Um, And then there's also that number there as well. Patrick, what's your favorite pocket knife to carry whenever you carry a pocket knife?
1: I'm partial to my Microtech UTX80. Or excuse me, maybe it's 85. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm I'm not rich. Yeah.
0: Microtech ETX 80? UTX. UTX.
1: Okay. What would you love about it? It's an auto. It's out the front. (laughs) That's right. It's fancy.
0: Yeah. Do you wear it and then instantly apply pomade and throw on a leather jacket? Yes. And uh, a smell of scotch. I'm thinking, what was that book and, called? The Outsiders. And many leather-bound books. <laughs> yes. Okay. UTX-85, yeah. All right. Uh, you love it because it's an auto? According to Microtech, do you agree? Do you feel like it was designed to fit perfectly uh, for smaller or sensitive? <laughs>
1: it, says it's... it actually has a, a built-in lotion applicator. <laughs> Which works out well for me.
0: Uh, man. Microtechknives.com describes the UTX85 as a great choice for your everyday carry. The firing mechanism is easier to operate than the full size, making it ideal for smaller or sensitive hands. You never should have picked this <laughs> knife. This turned out <laughs> terrible for you. Oh, man. <laughs> wow.
1: So, this the 85 is actually the smaller version of the 70, and the reason why I like it is because it fits better in your pocket. Oh, okay. Uh, but the sensitive hand thing helps. I mean, <laughs> can't be mad at that, right? Mm-mm. I love that.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, mine is my Benchmade Aller, and I think that's how you say it. Maybe they call it Ollie. I, I tend to think, if I remember correctly in the initial rollout, It was like Ollie, they called it or something, right? Maybe they don't actually call
1: it an Aller, but... They probably should have spelled it right then.
0: Yeah, right? It's basically this little cleaver-looking knife, but it's also got a flathead driver and a bottle opener on it. And I love that little thing, and I carry it with me just about every day. If I'm taking the family somewhere, I grab the triage because it's got a strap cutter and we're strapping the kids into the car. I think you got to have one of those on you. Not a bad idea to have it on you at all times anyway, but um, if I'm with the kids, I'm carrying that one. If it's just me, I'm usually carrying the all um I had to ask because I was sitting here uh, trying to put a set list together for this week's show, and my son came in. He said, what you doing? I said, ah, just looking for stuff to talk about on the podcast. And he goes, pocket knives. Just talk about knives. Duh. How they're made. What kind of steel they use to make them. Like his words. I was like, Cool, man. Eight years old. All right. Um, Have a nice one. Get out of here. Hey,
1: Chris. Uh, So, yeah. Get him down here. You're fired.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, he'd know more than I do. I promise you that. Uh, What kind of steel? And I'm all clack. knives aren't made of steel. They're actually made of steel. (laughs) Get out of my office. All right. Anyway, I figured uh, I'd ask so I could tell him we talked about him. And then I'll, I'll give him your answer. Hey, I uh, want to tell you, we're excited to now have My Patriot Supply uh, support Felt Recoil Podcast. You can go to showcom slash Supply and check out everything you need for long-term food storage and survival gear, including water filtration and purification systems. They have solar power systems there, not for your entire home, but if you want to stay mobile and on the go. Basically, you want to build the perfect bug-out kit Feltreco dot com slash my patriot supply. Calories and energy. Well, you need those for survival. Calories and energy for survival. They also have coffee. We've got a big tub of coffee coming our way. We'll get a video together for you of how amazing the coffee is. And if, like myself, you like to keep it gluten-free because your tummy can't take it, mine sure can't. Uh, they do have gluten-free options as well. Your stomach is
1: sensitive as my hands?
0: <laughs> That's about right. My little tummy gets right. so upset. Uh, <laughs> they have You can buy your meals in kits, and then you can also add on just vegetables, just fruit. You can do rice and beans, however you want to lay it out show dot com slash my Patriot Supply. If you buy through there, you will be supporting the podcast when you purchase through those links. Okay, and thanks to my Patriot Supply, they do really amazing work. And I'll tell you this, full disclosure: I'll I'll provide you receipts. Um, I bought my first set of my Patriot Supply food probably three or four years ago. I think I spent about twelve hundred dollars and bought almost a year's worth of food three or four years ago. Um, And the idea there was uh, insurance against unemployment. Things seemed really uncertain. The economy was not doing well. And so we had a little extra money. Maybe we got our tax money back. Um, Our our, uh, stolen money was returned. And we bought some, and uh, I have felt really, really comfortable about that. I haven't had to break into it yet. It has a 25-year shelf life, by the way. So it's not something you buy, and in two or three years, you have to worry about rotating it out. 25 years. It can stay in a cool, dry place somewhere inside your house, and it's there when you need it. Plus, like I said, they got coffee, gluten-free, food options as well. So check it out, feltrecoolshow.com slash mypatriotsupply. It uh, really is a wonderful, wonderful peace of mind. Hey, guess what's about to happen? We're going to we're gonna switch it up a little bit. And as of right now, let's do our Vota of the Week.
1: I'm an ambitious officer.
0: One Vota. Everybody knows the rules.
1: I need to be a part of the 100 Claw. Uh-huh. I like this. This is like
0: eating dessert first. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. The entire rest of this podcast is going to be dedicated to our Vota of the Week. The Vota of the Week this week is anyone still buying into the fake pandemic. I do think I well, that's that's probably gonna get us banned from a bunch of places. Okay. It's not a fake pandemic. It's a fake reaction to a real pandemic. As I am saying this to you, I am on WLWT.com, where they are tracking the curve of COVID nineteen cases and deaths. Are you scared? Plebe. Yeah. Latest coronavirus uh, coronavirus cases by county. They have them from all over the country as well. They're highlighting that people are dying every day in ways you can't even understand. They're documenting the illnesses and the deaths. Coronavirus latest, 484,000 cases in Ohio, 202,000 in Kentucky, 387,000 in Indiana, um, Not the deaths. Those are just the cases. Now, look, we could argue back and forth how they're doing the testing, how they're doing the death certificates. It's not what I'm here to argue about. What I'm here to argue about is the stupidity and the blatant hypocrisy of those in charge who have decided that we will live under one set of rules while they live under another. And the behavior of Gavin Newsom, the behavior of the mayor of Denver who told everybody to stay home and got on a plane and flew around, the behavior of uh, the mayor of Los Angeles, Garcetti, all these people super-duper highlight the idea that there is a class of people who believe they are better than you and me and, ready for it, they believe they are essential to society, and you and I are not. And they want to very clearly draw that line. They want you to know where you are on that line, and they literally want to tell you where you have to sit because you're not in the same class of individuals they are in. See, they're essential, and you are not. And we took issue with this right in the beginning when they started defining essential employees. You can go back and hear it on this podcast where we were saying, who are you to think you're essential? Everyone is essential to someone. I have three children, whatever my job is, whatever it is, if it's photography, videography, or if it's delivering food, or if it is bagging groceries, or if it is digging a ditch, or if it is moving rocks from one side of the workyard to another, that feeds my family. By default, by that fact, I am essential, right? I'm essential to the survival of four other people. So that's kind of where this started. This is what made it the vote of the week. The OHSAA coronavirus rules. Hat tip to Mr. Wes. Um, uh, Out of Cincinnati, Ohio officials with the Ohio High School Athletic Association have released requirements for players and coaches amid the coronavirus pandemic. Wrestling began its season Thursday amid the pandemic, under a new set of guidelines and rules to help prevent the spread of the virus in a heavy contact sport like wrestling. I guess, can I just say OSA, and you'll know it's Uh, O-H-S-A-A. OSA, I want to say OSHA when I see it. OSA officials are trying their best to implement rules for players and coaches. Among the new rules, this is beyond satire. What I'm reading to you is true. Among the new rules is student-athletes are permitted to wrestle but must refrain from handshakes before and after the match. Read differently, could say, two men are allowed to get on a mat and (laughs) and smash their groin and buttocks into the face of one another. But they may not shake hands so as to prevent the spread
1: of the coronavirus. I had no idea you were such a fan of wrestling.
0: <laughs> and I just explained why. Wrestlers, wrestlers are also required to wear facial coverings off the mat when not competing or warming up. This is so absurd. <laughs> There's very few words outside of just knowing that it's a thing, I don't know how to extrapolate properly the amount of absurdity in this conclusion.
1: It's well, a total lack of logic. I think what's happening here is uh, a, a an admission of the severity of the disease as a whole. So you've got... People out there making rules, whether it's high school wrestling association or the governor of California and everything in between, any, any sort of governing body has now taken it upon themselves to make rules. Even in the private sector, you have businesses out there, um, yeah, making rules that are bigger than whatever your local ordinances are. That's right. So it's strange to me that these rules seem to contradict fact yeah. and reality. Yeah. And and I've talked about this before but close to a year ago we were told it, it, every surface will now kill you if you touch it about the time you bought a gas mask. That is I will I will say ahead of the curve on the mask thing, yes. You really were. So, uh you want to take all the credit it. for it, but it's pretty much my idea. No, you're good. Um you see what I'm saying though? I think I think we're in a weird place where it's like this admission that it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. Otherwise we wouldn't be allowing these things to happen like a wrestling match but yet you can't shake hands. Right. So if we've the CDC and all these other uh, you know places of authority have now deemed that you can't get it From surfaces, why does shaking hands matter? Mm. Right? So it doesn't really.
0: Well, if you're like me, what I like to do is give a man a firm handshake and then lick all my fingers. (laughs) And then I say something like, manly man, you are. It's always a great way to start a meeting. This explains so much. Pretty much... The most prolific business. This is why every man, time I walk you know. into a
1: room with you, <laughs> we have that awkward exchange. All this time, I've been trying to figure out why. <laughs> now I know. Yeah. That's right.
0: Uh, I'm with you, by the way, on the... I think it's... I think they're being disingenuous. I think they're liars. I think... They don't. Here's, 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 let me give
1: this context. I was, but are, but are they lying to the point where they've, they've perpetuated the lie for so long that now we can't just go, all right, guys, we're good. Everybody, you know what? Time's up on Corona. Let's move on. We're done. So they have uh, to continue yeah. to push the narrative some sort of way. And if that means two guys can roll around on a mat, but they can't shake hands, <laughs> right? Then okay, that's what we're going to do. So here's,
0: here's what's great about it, right? what you're describing, what you're asking right now is the answer to your question, I guess I should say, really explains why local politics are so important. Because what you're experiencing is politicians that are far removed from the situation make absurd regulations, right? Wait, since when? uh, Right, exactly. And you and I both know that. Then you get down to the people that oversee the wrestling match that will have to hear from the parents when their child can't wrestle. They have to appease the politicians above them. So they go, okay, we're going to stick to CDC guidelines and to what you said. We're going to let them wrestle, but then they're you know, they're not going to shake hands. They're going to wear face masks.
1: And then the politicians that are far removed because there's a buffer between them are like, okay, cool. So right? you're describing the middle management of bureaucracy is what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah, yeah
0: to a degree. Yeah, Absolutely. So those people, see, the, pol- the big politicians, as we all know, they have to keep you afraid of something, right? You have to, you have to think that they're your answer to whatever. It's perfect for them right now. Just like we talked about, the media is so stinking lazy. The media is so lazy that all they want is to talk coronavirus because they don't want to do anything else. They don't want to lift a finger. They don't want to work. They want to recycle the same stories. That's why everything you read is from the AP. It's why you have those vignettes on YouTube where uh, they've taken all the clips and put them together and they're all echoing the exact same thing, you know, that uh, Sinclair sends out to them. That is why. They're lazy, lazy people. They were actually, I, I would wager this bet, 50-50 split it down the middle if you took all of, the, all of the media personalities of the world and put them in a room and split it right down the middle, half of them are intelligent, half of them plus one are not. Because they're not the brightest people in the world. Coming, by the way, from a guy who used to work in the field, from a guy who used to deal with people in the field, who used to talk to people to the face... Knowing all they did was read a teleprompter. I feel like we're getting on a new
1: level of self-deprecation
0: here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely the plus one. Uh, you, would deal, you, you deal with these people. You meet them in real life. They, they know what they've been told to know, right? They read a script. They don't actually, they're, they're not learning anything new every day outside of techniques for how to read the script. Making sense? Sure. Okay. So it's not like they're out there trying to have a better grasp of the world. There's reading what's on the teleprompter and they're doing it well. And so they get a paycheck. But then what we do as public is we go, that guy's so intelligent because he knew all this stuff I didn't know. Well, he exists, right? Because of that, because you've allowed yourself that illusion. I tell people this all the time, all the time. I talk to people almost every day and they'll say, we should, should we do video, right? Questions largely when I do, are, are we doing video? Are we doing this? And I tell anybody willing to listen to me. You need to be doing video for your company. I'm talking as a business. Because de facto, the minute you put a video on YouTube where you're in an industry and you're wearing a uniform in that industry and you're saying something, you are the expert. And no one will argue that. I promise you, nobody will argue it. They'll just
1: believe it because there you are telling them. And you tell them with comments. So, and if you're on CNN, you just put glasses on that don't actually have glass in them. Exactly, exactly right. Smarter. And the and more then, square the frame, smarter you are. Yep. You're basically a genius. <laughs>
0: yeah. So we have, a, we've allowed this as a society. Now, it's ridiculous to the point that when it gets closer to home, right, it's like you said, these officials, the wrestling guys are going, okay, all right, well, how do we placate the higher-ups but not get lynched by the parents who want their kids to go out and play sports and wrestle? And that's where you end up, <clears throat> a very ludicrous an absurd foothold, if you will. But I differentiate between that and, say, the Alabama Theater, who put on Facebook today that they are canceling all further showings for the rest of 2020 and into 2021. Indefinite suspension of all showings of whatever's going on there. And then they said, we'll give you your money back through Ticketmaster. If you appreciate what we do, we would like for you to just donate that money to the theater. Now, Alabama Theater didn't have to close. They didn't have to suspend any showings. They chose to do it because they want to seem as if they're doing something. I put this on par with the way I have treated the coronavirus. Because as I would say, the best thing the coronavirus has done for me is excuse my laziness. Right? Because... I've always thought I should just be able to, and I mean this, I've always thought I should just be able to stay in my car and wouldn't it be nice if that person would just walk my food out of the restaurant for me and I just get out of here? I hate I have to get out, go in and pay, wait on them, go back to my car, situate my things, put the food where it needs to go, and then take everything home to everybody. Can't they just bring it out? But I knew, I knew for a long time. Man, that is like ultimate lazy, though you can get out of your car and walk over to that door and tell them your name and get your food. But now... Don't have to worry about it now. Now, now I'm not lazy. No, sirree. Now I am conscientious. Right, I'm health conscious, sir. I care about you. It's not... I didn't leave my window up because I don't like talking to people. (laughs) I left it up because I don't want to spit in your face and give you COVID. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Just put it in the back, right there in that back right passenger and then get seat. Get out of here. Get on out, Susan. Thank you. Stay healthy. Stay well. That is what these companies are doing now. Is they're excusing their own failures. I would suggest if they open the books, Alabama Theater probably hasn't been doing well over the last three years. I don't know. Maybe it's banging. I don't know. But it just is starting to feel like. I I have no sympathy. I can tell you that for sure. No sympathy for these companies who are taking these, like you mentioned, extraordinary measures so they look, oh, so much more wholesome than everybody else because, God forbid, you get a hack or a cough or whatever and you face down a disease with a 99.5% survival rate. You hero, you. Mm. Just a modern-day Washington. (laughs) So stupid. Stupid. Um, so I have no sympathy if your business goes under because you've taken extraordinary measures to combat COVID, and then you have to shutter. That's on you. So I don't like
1: care. Your example of Alabama Theater. I wonder if that's posturing in order to get more money from the government. Should another stimulus come out?
0: I mean, they they were definitely using it as a way to fundraise for themselves. I'm gonna,
1: yeah, but privately, right? They're trying to get you and I to donate money to keep them afloat. I'm talking about. If they, if they put themselves financially in a situation where they can, whether by their own doing or not, they can reflect that they're, they're taking a, a loss, I wonder if that helps them in the long run should the, the government dole out more, quote-unquote, stimulus money.
0: Uh, nefarious.
1: Shrewd
0: is what that would be, yes. Uh, shrewd at best. Yeah. No, I think you're right. That's probably very much what they're doing. This is what their status reads. It is with heavy hearts that we announce the cancellation of the remainder of the 2020 Alabama Theater Holiday Film Series, beginning with tonight's showing of It's a Wonderful Life. Due to complications caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, we do not feel... Oh, okay, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, due, Due to complications caused by COVID, we do not feel that we can responsibly continue with the series. Refunds will be issued at the point of purchase. Get this. Please allow up to 30 days for your refund to process. Asterisk. Tickets purchased through Ticketmaster will refund automatically. And there's not an option for us to keep your payment as a donation. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit this link. Boop. Charity.gofundme.com. Save the Alabama Theater.
1: Leads me to a question. Charity of not choice. I would think that a place like Alabama Theater would have you wear a mask if you're indoors in the theater. Yeah. Seems reasonable. I believe this is the place I trolled the other day. Go ahead what you? Yeah, this is the place I trolled the other day,
0: uh, because the, here's, here's their most uh, recent post before that. We know that we, you want to see your we know you want to see your smile in photos. We know that you want to go out without wearing a mask. What do we want? Well, since you asked, we would love to be able to reopen at full capacity someday soon and have a full calendar of events. Please remember that if our guests can't follow our health and safety rules, we won't be able to host events, even low-capacity, socially distanced events. Please wear your mask at all times when you visit the Alabama Theater, even when taking photos.
1: Continue. That was cute, but I think what they so they ask, what do we want? Right. I think what they really want is for you to donate money. That's all they. So they don't yeah, that's all they, they want to work. I told them,
0: uh, this is a perfect status. You made up a question in order to answer it and fit your agenda, which is exactly what the media and the left have done with COVID. Make up some hype, provide an answer, demand everybody get in line or suffer the consequences. Well done. I mean, it's right in line with how. That's a cold burn. I mean, it's just, well played, it's, sir. It's just so true, though. It's just so true. Like, look, make it up so you can play victim.
1: You know, it's like. uh, well, Controlling the narrative. Set <laughs> uh."
0: I sent my wife that video recently where the lady's driving down the road with her husband, and the caption on her video says "Every influencer be like," and then she starts talking. Have you seen this? No. And she goes, "Hey y'all!" And she's on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so good. She goes, uh, "She goes, hey y'all!" A lot of people have asked me. Uh, a lot of people have asked me lately about my daily routine, and her husband like looks over. <laughs> She goes, and she's being funny, by the way. She's joking, right? Because they're making fun of, quote, unquote, influencers on the Internet. And she goes, so so. I wake up at 5, and I do my stretches and a little light cardio. I really, really like to do yoga. If I get the chance, I'll go to the studio to do hot yoga. Um, by six, I've i uh, I've uh, ground the coffee beans and put them in the French press. I like to let that reach a slow simmer, and then I'll slowly press that. Then I do some meditations, and, still not, and progressively your husband's face is getting more and more confused. It's so perfect. You could flip the script. It's the same thing. Guys do it, too. I'm not picking on girls. But the fact of the matter is, I think you're exactly Every right. Every influencer does There's it. There's a parallel here. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's asked. Oh, I know everyone was asking, so I'll just tell you. Um, I, I think that's exactly what they're doing. Like, uh, thank you for asking what we want done here. But also, you know, we want you to wear masks. Even when you're taking uh, – you paid to go to the theater. You want to take a picture with yourself? Leave your mask on. I hope you go bankrupt. I hope the Alabama theater goes bankrupt and people learn that you can't treat people like cattle – and have them go long to get along and give you enough money to survive. You know what that's called? You know what it's called? Tell me. Free market. What? And I dig it. Like, look, if enough nimwits want to give the Alabama theater their money and keep it open, so be it. It's not. It's their money. Waste it. Fine. Uh, I'm not going to do it. and I'll have to do it. And I'll be happy when they shut her up and, and have to find something else to do.
1: Right? I'd love to know how many people are sitting at home thinking, Man. 2020 has been rough. COVID record number of hurricanes. Joe Biden. God, I hope the Alabama theater makes it through this. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's going to
0: happen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've been to the Alabama theater. I think that's why I liked them on Facebook. We went and saw a couple of plays there when we lived in Birmingham. Um, Fun little spots, beautiful historic building and all that Uh, bad, very, very poor management. So, Hopefully, they'll clean house over there and uh, move on to something new. So, they're also part of uh, this week's vote of the week. I keep wanting to say the COVID of the week. <laughs> well, <laughs> weird. That'd be an appropriate Freudian slip. The Here is, by the way, yeah. Uh, before we dive into details on Japan, I think we gave enough on Japan. Tragic. This is what's happening in Los Angeles right now. Did you see the video... Of the woman, she's planning a protest. She's getting ready to basically, I don't know if she was going to open shop anyway or not, uh, but she's. Man, I hope so. She's proving exactly what we said at the top of the show that there's an elite ruling class and they think you have to get in line so they can do as they please. And here is her arriving to work at. Well, yeah, so this go. is
2: my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining, for tables being seven feet apart. And I come in today because I'm organizing a protest, and I came in to get stuff for that.
0: So she's gonna I walk
2: into my parking lot. Yep. And obviously, Mayor Garcetti has approved.
0: There's, yes. I'm gonna pause this for a second. There's, it's so perfect. There's a huge green. It looks to be Serve Pro or somebody like that, but I don't think it is. It's almost like a U-Haul truck. Big, bright green truck, though. And it's, like, pulling out. Like, it just dropped a bunch of stuff off as she's walking through the parking lot. It's going to pull out of the way, and you just see tents. Has
2: approved.
0: Huge tents.
2: This being set up for. This being set up for. For a movie
0: company. This is an area that would seat minimum 100 people. And they're showing it on the camera now. And she's going to walk you over to her outdoor dining area.
2: Everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio, which is right over here.
0: She's got a spot for 50 people. If that.
2: And people wonder why. I'm protesting and why I have had enough. <laughs> they have not given us money and they have shut us down. We cannot survive. My staff cannot survive. Look at this.
0: I'm going to count one, two, three, four. Tell me that this tables. is
2: dangerous. Yeah. But right next to me as a slap in my face.
0: I mean, these tents that she's pointing at that are a slap in the face, those are, what do you think, 20?
1: they They're 40, Individually, they're enormous, and there's a whole bunch of them. Well, Yeah, I'm
0: thinking 40 feet long. Easy. 15 yeah. feet wide, 40 feet long, and there's maybe bigger than that. Maybe 8 to 10 of them. Mm-hmm. One,
2: That's two, safe. Three, four, this is
0: safe? 5, 6, yeah.
2: 50 feet away? This is dangerous. Mayor Garcetti and Gavin Newsom is responsible for every single person that doesn't have unemployment, that does not have a job, and all the businesses that are going under. And we need your help. We need somebody to do something about this.
0: And you got to feel it for her. It'd be easy to say there's nothing essential about making a movie, Um, but there is. Those people need to feed their families too. They should be allowed to be out there and make a movie and do what they do. But you can't allow one and not the other. That woman should be able to go to work just like everybody else. The difference is what? The difference is the size of the check they each write at the end of the year to the government, right? Sure. I'm sure the Hollywood production uh, and the people involved in it are going to pay much more in taxes.
1: Well, and you, you know as well as I do, there's it's probably a popularity contest involved there. They want to be buddies sure. with the Hollywood crowd. And they don't really care about the small business owner who, who can't feed her family or keep her employees on staff. Or keep her business, for that matter. Uh, as she said, it sounds like she's probably in the throes of, on the of brink. losing everything. It, it's amazing to think this is what we've
0: done to people who have given their lives and were successful despite... All obstacles, they've found success, they've found a good footing, they've built something, and then the government comes in and crushes it, and we have a vein of people in our society who are totally okay with that, who think the safety of the community outweighs the rights of the individual. And that is the thing I can't get my mind around or beyond. I just can't get over the idea that there is a sentiment among a large group of people that you're the problem. If you think your individual rights should outweigh the security of the community. And that is communism. That's 1984.
1: I was going to say, it's, it's very reminiscent of communist Russia and, and even current communist regime regimes where you have the ruling class who is going to live any which way they want. And then they're going to rule by decree, which is what these mayors are doing. I mean, I, I always kind of thought, you know, a mayor or even a governor really just wasn't that big of a deal because I never felt like they had that much power. Right. Ha, you're wrong. I still (laughs) feel that way, uh, except that now they have decided they have their own power. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Yeah. And and sadly, people have gone along with it. But I feel like we're, we're already in, you know, this sort of, we're already in a, a partial sort of communist uh, scenario right now. Oh, 100%. We have brown shirts in the streets. Yep. Yeah, your Antifa and BLM. Yeah. I mean they they're they're enforcing uh, you know, their will by fear. Mm-hmm. Which is all the brown shirts did. That's right. Uh in the Nazi regime. Voting intimidation, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we have an election who, I mean, you can say what you want. Some people may disagree, but it seems to me that it was manipulated. Um, a lot of uh, conclusions being drawn about that and similarities between it and uh, and elections in places like Venezuela and other third world uh, countries. So, I mean, we're, we're we're right there already. And I think... Like so you listen to her, to this lady and it, it it makes you think how much longer are people really gonna put up with it? Right. Before it, it really comes down to a battle in the streets. And I'm not advocating that by any stretch of imagination. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's actually my fear. Yeah, totally on the record. Yep. Don't do that. Absolutely. Don't do it. <laughs> Chris, why are you why are you grinning at not, me like that? Not at all. I was looking out the window. <laughs>
0: I tried to make a. Press sorry, the window's finish, closed. Finish your thought, then I want to tell you something on that. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I think you see what our, you see where I'm going with it. I think there's. Yeah. Uh,
0: we're reaching a breaking point.
1: Yeah, we're we're already. Well, I think we're already there. I think it's a matter of time before, before people actually say they've had enough, and I think uh, you're going to start to see more of this type of video coming out, uh-huh. where people and it and it actually. Gaining a foothold and getting out there where the, where people like you and I see it, yeah. And then that's going to be rough. You know what? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's anonymous. anonymous. Right? It's, yes, it it's but
2: anonymous. But it, can't it can't be anonymous. Be can't be anonymous. Be anonymous. You need it to know be your be. accuser. Uh, you it need to know. Not, you cannot okay, be, but be but anonymous. You got to go get a warrant. It, it, you cannot, be it, it can cannot be, be anonymous. warrant. You a warrant. That's the that's the New Yorkers who gathered despite restrictions. Okay, meth, You need to leave.
0: That's what I wanted. We just, we need a bit more of that. We need a bit more of that. Um we are reaching a breaking point. I don't think people are gonna put up with it much longer. I was at a meeting today with some guys who are um they run a training facility. Uh a company I work for is trying to use it for something, doesn't matter too much, except uh the guy we're talking to uh was saying he'd been in law enforcement twenty-five years hadn't seen anything like this, you know, what a what a time kind of thing it was. And the subject came up of defunding the police. <laughs> and I go, "Man, I hope they do." I hope they do. And it's like a pin drop, right? <laughs> and he swivels his head a little bit and I he go, "He was like,
1: "You know, we don't rent this facility out to Antifa." Right,
0: right. I would let his, you know, I let him get to me and I went, "It's the only thing keeping them alive." And he busted out. He's like, yep, I said all these people want to defund the police. Do it. Do it and watch, because if there's no rule of law, if you really want to get rid of man's law, you want to move into moral law, game on, son. Game on. My conscience is clean. I got you. You don't want that. I don't want that. Right? We want the rule of law that a civilized society has agreed upon. That's where we are. And that's the great hypocrisy of Black Lives Matter and Antifa is they go out there and they protest police under police protection, and they know that they would cry and run home the minute the police were like, you know what? We'll we'll disband,
1: and you I guys can, figure it out yourself. I can see it now. I got you and, like, ten other homies riding around in the back of the Toyota <laughs> with AKs. Mount that gun on top. It's just like uh, <laughs> Mogadishu Greenville edition.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do. I wouldn't at all. Uh, LARPing came up in the same meeting. Somebody was like, hey, some of those guys are just LARPers. I said, hey, no offense taken. (laughs) Sitting right here. pretty As you you take your plate carrier off. Right, exactly. (laughs) So we're not doing this. Team Wendy for life, anybody. Um, I wanted to say, by the way, we we have the brown shirts. We have the intimidation of the brown shirts. You know, I'm not an expert on this. I've done a little homework on um, Stalin's grasp of power in Russia. And part of what he did was class warfare, where he pinned the lowest economic class against the middle class. And he said, essentially, the middle class is your problem, and they're the ones standing in the way of your progress. So what we got to do is get rid of them. And it was basically, I don't know if it was ethnic or not, they coined it with a term. I don't think it was. I think it was class. Because it was all about the farmers and the farmers who were um, somewhat successful. And, in fact, what's funny is uh, this ties to Kalishnikov, who designed the AK-47 rifle. And his family got swept up in this. And they were essentially kicked out of the country because they were too successful at what they were doing. Um, they would go back years later. Because communism would take over and demand that they do so. And he would get conscripted in the army and end up... uh, Apparently there's some debate. Did he steal the design or not? The way the story goes, he heard two guys talking about a way to make it better. The way the other story goes is he literally heard a guy saying how he was going to do it. And he did it first. But anyway, point is... Point is, what Stalin did with the class disparity, they're now doing with the mask disparity. And they're saying... The people in your community that won't wear a mask are the problem. And you need to call them out. You need to get in their face. And you tell them, wear a mask or this is going to continue. Wear a mask or this is going to continue. So those of us, like me, who really do our best to not wear a mask out in public, uh, are treated like the outliers and as if we're the problem and as if the pandemic is getting worse because of us. Listen to me very carefully. I want COVID. If I'm going to get COVID... I want to be 39 and relatively healthy when I get COVID so that I can be sick for a couple of weeks and I can get better and I can carry on with my family. If my kids have to get COVID, I want them to get COVID now because the survival rate among children is the best survival rate possible for COVID. Now, we're not going to do the whole thing where we have a chicken pox party and you bring the kid <laughs> over with chickenpox and spread there was it around There's people doing everybody. that early on in COVID. You know that, right? No, but... That was a thing. I guess I can't hate them for it. Look, you're eventually going to get COVID. You're going to get it. I mean, okay, let's say they have a vaccine. It works 100% of the time. Okay, maybe. But the reality of our situation now is you're probably going to get COVID. It doesn't look like the masks are really slowing it down or stopping. If they were, we wouldn't be at record outbreaks in places where masks are required and the people are largely playing along. It wouldn't be possible. So I say get it now. Don't let me go 25 more years and get it. Let me get it now while I'm a little bit younger and healthier, and then hopefully I'll kick it. I'm not really afraid of it, but I'm treated like I'm the reason it's a bad thing, even though I hardly believe in it in the first place. I just don't think it warrants the reaction we've given it. For that reason, that reason alone, the COVID overreaction is our vote of the week. Make sense? Fair enough? Makes sense to me. Parting thoughts before we go?
1: I think we've covered it.
0: Okay. Hey, listen. You really don't know when things might get tight, might get tough. Joe Biden's coming into office. Things are going to shut down again. Mask mandates. Times might get tight. Buy your food now and tuck it away so you're not worried about it when everybody else panics. There's been known to be long waits to get the dry storage food. Please, trust me, do it now. Go to feltrecoalshow.com slash supply. You can support the show and support yourself. I promise you'll love what you see there. Calories, energy, that is survival. Okay? We'll see you next week. There's new episodes of the Felt Recall Podcast available every Tuesday, wherever it is you like to get your podcasts. We'll see you next time.